Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. I'm Michael, the host of the semi-monthly podcast in a city like yours. Join me as I chat with interesting people with interesting life stories. You can listen to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can follow us on Twitter at IACLYS Podcast, as well as on Facebook and Instagram at In a City Like Yours Podcast. Please feel free to let me know what you think and keep coming back for the many interesting stories in a city like yours. What is up, Thunder fans? This is Jerry, and you people are listening to Topic Thunder. All right, y'all. This is a two and O weekend, and let me tell you, it's got me feeling all right. And I am here with the one, the only, the silent parent over here on <laughs> Skype. <laughs> Alex Roeg, what is up, brother? How you doing? I'm I'm doing pretty good, man. I feel like a like a college head coach out here, just throwing up, you know, <laughs> throwing up hand signals and everything, trying to. Uh, trying to get my kids to listen to what the hell I'm trying to tell them. Uh, but I, that's what I do, man. I do in my off time. I'm, I'm a college coach at home. Oh, I'm, man. Uh, I wish cards, the, you know, the drawings of the cartoon characters that represent something. I'm doing all that. Oh, if you guys can see this, it's great. Um, no, but Alex, I'm excited, man. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, my, you have a bigger reason why. My week was three and zero. Oh. That's what my week, my weekend was. I don't know about your weekend, but my weekend <laughs> three and zero, oh, two and zero oh for the Thunder, and one and zero oh for the Sooners. Oh Lord. Um. Yeah. So I am an Oklahoma State fan. So I am two and one, and then I'm a Niners fan. Ooh. So I ended up catching another L today. That was a great game, though. Um. And now I'm two and two. So, dude, that Bedlam game until the end, that was a good game, man. That like, was a good game. Yeah, I wasn't even mad. I'm surprised. You know, I, I know you guys had a backup quarterback in there because uh, Manuel was it Emmanuel Sanders got hurt, his thumb or his finger, something like that. Spencer uh, Sanders. Him too. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders, he plays for the 49ers, right? Oh, I thought you were talking about Oklahoma State. Yeah, I'm talking about Oklahoma State. Yeah, it's Spencer Sanders is the quarterback. Yeah, so he got hurt. I know he had a bad thumb or something like that. Um, and then you guys had some backup Deep in there. That, yeah, that was like five foot eight or something like that. And he played for Hawaii. Five ten. <laughs> and he played for Hawaii. But I, I, I thought you guys would have leaned on Hubbard, Chubba Hubbard, a lot more than you did. What do you mean? Y'all were loading the box every freaking play. Like, what are we supposed to do there? <laughs> 
players perform great in great games, regardless of whether you load the box or not, you know, for the most part. And I just, you know, I figured either, either you would have, either they would have done a lot more play action or they would have just run him until he couldn't run anymore. Um, you know, I was completely surprised that that Gundy went with the game plan that he went with. And it was kind of soft, I think. I think what really turned the game was that that fourth down that they missed. Uh, what was it? The second quarter, I think. Was it the second quarter? Um, it was the second or third. But that really turned the game. I felt like from there, the offense was just defeated. They couldn't do a dang thing. And Hubbard actually put up like triple digits, total yardage. So, I mean, yeah, he didn't put up 300, you know, like his Heisman numbers uh, have been this season. Yeah. Um, but I still think he, he he did his best. You guys really did come out with a good game plan. Y'all have a good long back and core, but um, still go pokes over here. Um, it was a good game. Yeah. It, was a, it was a competitive game. Hopefully uh, OSU doesn't lose their top 25 ranking. Because, uh, you know, we would like to say that that's another <laughs> ranked team on our resume. Hmm? But, uh, but yeah, that is true. But let's talk about the two and zero that we both got to enjoy here. Um, we got to play the Pelicans back to back with the weirdest schedule it feels like ever. I feel like I'm in the Twilight Zone every other week because um, we played the Warriors and the Pelicans uh, a total of how many times? Sixteen so times. It feels seven, like seven times, seven or eight times now. Jeez, man, this yeah, like is I, just... That's something I'm going to talk about here later, but yeah, we've played them, so we've played the Warriors three times, and we've played the Pelicans three times already. Um, and yeah, we're 6-0 and against them. Sweet. And and that's... I'll, I'll take it. I like W's no matter what. Um, but Friday's was at home. It was a Friday night game. We won 109-104. to Um... From what I remember on that game, because I'm going to be honest with everybody right now, sitting there watching it, taking care of baby girl, and I passed out with her. Like, she went out, I saw her mouth just open up and those eyes roll on the back of her head, and I knew I could actually get some shut eye. So I fell asleep, um, woke up at like 1230 at night, and ended up seeing that uh, we won the game. And I was kind of excited because I believe I fell asleep probably, I think we were down like 13, 15 points at the time. Mm -hmm. But that was a fun game because we were up a lot more, it seemed like. Like, you know, double digits most of the game. Um, But that's all I can really muster out of that game, Alex. What what can you tell us a little bit more about that game? I mean, it was it was one of those games where um, we're like a lot like the mo that we do now, where first half we do real good, um, and then the third quarter it's just a uh, for some reason we forget I played basketball in the third quarter, um, and then the fourth quarter, you know, they they came back. Man, it was just, it's just it's been the mo for this team here lately as to what they do. You know, Steven Adams came out. He came out blistering hot, man. He came out like first 10 points, I think. Um, I remember that. I do yeah, remember that. He had 10 that. points in the first quarter. He was taking advantage of Jackson Hayes. Um, 
Gallo did did was doing real good. Chris Paul was doing real good. Um, and then, of course, as is the case, it doesn't matter whether it's Russell Westbrook leading the team. It doesn't matter whether it's, you know, Kevin Durant, whoever, it does, it, Paul George, it doesn't matter. If Steven Adams gets off to a quick start, he ain't touching that ball again probably for the rest of the game. And so basically that's what happened throughout the rest of the second, third, and most of the fourth quarter was that Steven Adams did not even see that ball. He was, I mean, he was literally like three blind mice out there. He did not catch the ball. He didn't see the ball, nothing like that. Um, and, I, and I think that's a, I don't like, I don't like when they do that. I, I really don't. And I don't know if that's a coaching thing. I don't know if that's a offensive philosophy thing. I don't know if, you know, if they like to soften the middle up and then allow the guards and the wings to do what they got to do throughout the rest of the game. Um, but that's a lot of what they did here. <clears throat> and then, you know, as ironic as it is, the final four points of the game to close out the game were scored by Steven Adams. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I'm I mean, okay it, it, with that. If he scored I, the last four and we won, right? I, I'm okay with, I, I am okay <laughs> with that. But no, I, I would like to mix it up a little bit. I no, like I agree. To, I agree. I think uh, that that's, and that was something that rang true today's game too, which is really mm-hmm. funny. Um, and no, I, I totally agree. And I think that it's, it's, it's a little bit of everything what you were saying. Like, as you were saying, and I'm just sitting here nodding my head like, yeah, uh, I think it is part of the game plan a little bit. Uh, maybe it is, you know, part of just the flow of the game and, and how everything's working out. Um, but to give New Orleans credit, Okafor did a pretty good job on Steve, you know, the rest of the game after he violated Hayes. Like, anytime Hayes was in the game, Steve was just like, come here, little feller. Um, and, and I mean, it, it's Okafor's a big body. I mean, for, oh, for, yeah. for everything else that's out there about Okafor, about he's not that good defensively, blah, blah, blah. He's still a solid body out there, you know, a big body out there. And, and Steve, for the most part, doesn't struggle against bigger guys, but it makes it a lot more difficult for him because he's not able to expose his strength, with which is basically just brute strength. Um, so, so, yeah. But I mean, so, yeah, so like you said, they went down by a lot in the third quarter in the second half. Um, and then in the fourth quarter, they steadily fought their way back. Um, it was a mixture of SGA, Schroeder, um, Chris Paul. It just, just that the three point guards at different times, just doing what they had to do to, to bring the team back. And then once they brought them all the way back, you know, it was, uh, what was it? It was a, uh, I know the last points were just an exclamation point dunk by Steven Adams, yeah. Um, and then, you know, the other one was just a putback by him, I think. And it was just, I mean, it, it, it was, it was a good comeback. It was, but I always, always go back to Steven's, uh, recap after the Warriors game where basically, you know, we were down the whole game and we fought all the way back and we came back and he's like, you know, it's a win, but in the grand scheme of things, it feels like a loss. And, you know, I can kind of. I can kind of see where he's coming with that because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we won these last two games and it was great. It was good. Believe me, I was cheering. But then the other side of my brain was like, they're getting better odds at, you know, number one picks than we are, you know, and, and Golden State keeps on losing and New York keeps on losing and Atlanta has lost 10 in a row. And, and it's like, yeah. I don't want to go there, but I kind of do. I kind of do want to go there. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of weird. So, uh, 
so I love being two and zero. Oh, all right, like I do too. for this week's for this week's forecast, I'm probably gonna say we're gonna win every single game. Like, cause to be real, I wouldn't mind, right? But the forward thinking me has to understand that we're gonna be doing a lot of movement here soon, and that I should just know that we're gonna regress a lot once that does happen like once that trigger's pulled once we let pandora out of the box (laughs) there's no going back in um and this thing like if we think it's been bad oh boy we ain't seen nothing yet like oh i I agree like look at atlanta atlanta has lost 10 in a row that's what i'm saying like we just show every night this team is so young and has so much growth that it has to do but there's got to be some pieces moved out of the way. But I I just kind of want to win while I have the fun pieces to play with. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that makes sense. It completely makes sense. It's fun. It's fun, especially with this team that we thought was going to be so bad, or a lot of people thought we were it was going to be so bad. Um, you know, and we're at this juncture, and we're what? We're 8 and 11? Yeah, eight yep. and eleven, I think. Nineteen games in. Yeah, uh, I think we're doing a lot better than what many people thought we would be doing. I think we're a lot more competitive um, than most thought we would be, and it is fun to see that. But it's also like, ugh. like I know the losses will come eventually. I do know that. But when yeah. when I saw I saw when I saw the schedule at the beginning of the season, I was like, man, if we if we go to December with four wins, I think I'll be happy. Like that's how tough. <laughs> I'm serious. That's how tough. Because I mean, look, man, New Orleans. If you mess around, if if Zion doesn't get hurt, I no, think I feel you. Different team. I feel you, know, you. The Warriors. If if Steph doesn't get hurt, and if they, you know, they had, you know, D'Angelo Russell doesn't get hurt, I think that team's a lot tougher than what we have been seeing over the last, you know, month and a half, two months, uh, with Golden State, and so. So, and actually, let me interject here. Golden State, both those guys aren't even freaking hurt. They're faking it just so they can get the tankathon going on, um, because they're light years ahead of everybody, and that's how you go light years ahead of everybody. And I, and I, and I hate it because they're going to end up drafting Lamelo Ball, and he's going to continue on that legacy of just launching threes and being a point guard. And watch, I'm just telling you right now, they're going to Tim Duncan it. And why gonna- are you? 15 more years of success. Watch. Because I'm, I'm a pessimist. <laughs> That's why. I don't have a positive porcupine. I'm a pessimist. <laughs> he has not been busted out this year, I don't think. He hasn't. I need to go get him out. Yeah, free positivity porcupine. It's happening. Um, no, but that, that first Pelicans game, do you have anything else on it that you want to comment on? I think the big call out there was that we came back. And it was a good comeback because that's what you'd like to see from a team that is young. And when we did come back, it was mostly our second string that was out there. That's what excites me about that this team in general is that it's mostly all our second string. And yeah, a good chunk of it could be gone by the end of the year um, or by the deadline. But Oh, and I mean, hey, um, Abdul Nader, 23 points the game before, 19 points last game. Um, he's he's looking good as an oh, offensive. Let him just 
Just run hot until December 15th, Abel. Oh, I know, That's, man. Please, please. And I just want to get Tyranny on the pod so I can hear him cry. Um, <laughs> no, but, but today's game, though, man. Uh, this is Today's Sunday. game was a lot fun. more competitive. Yeah, it, it really was. Um, it seemed like the Pelicans made the adjustments that they needed to, other than opening up the game where Steven Adams just ate uh, Hayes' lunch. Like, he literally just took that kid to school. Okafor that started today. No, it was Hayes. Was it? Yes, it was Hayes, because I wrote that down as a note. Steven just eats on Hayes. Um, So it was Okafor, but Okafor only played nine minutes this game. Okay, then then it was quick then. Yeah, Yeah, it was quick. Yeah, he Um, did of him again yeah, but the one thing that i liked about today's game is that we started the with a lot of ball movement um and defense was just on point um i think there was three four five passes happening on each possession for like the first our, six minutes of that first six or seven shots yeah it was just but they were good shots. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like they were like forced up, terrible shots at the shot clock. You know, it was they were good, ran through your offense shots. Um, and I was amped up. I was getting excited after that first quarter. Would we open up thirty to seventeen on them? Something like that. Yeah. And then they came back. Then the second string. You know, the the bench players came into the game and they kind of chopped it into that lead. And I think by the end of that first quarter we're down by six only was it was it down by six okay yeah it might have been that bad um down by uh, four there four. 33 33 29 at the end of first yeah. at the end of the first and, quarter. and that was like a four minute run is yeah like what that was like it was not that much at all um and you could just tell it was going to be one of those games at least it did to me. It just felt like, oh, here we go. This one's going to be a roller coaster, pretty much. And you could tell, you could tell, New Orleans really wanted to win this game, um, just because, you know, there is that, there is that, you know, these are the next two teams that are coming up. New Orleans will probably be coming up a lot quicker than than we will because they have Zion, you know, they have some good players already in the mix. Um, but you can tell New Orleans wanted to win this game. Brandon Ingram wanted to win this game, um, but. You know, we we went ahead and lasted. You know, we outlasted them. That's what she said. Um, sorry. Hey. <laughs> now and then the second quarter. I don't know about you, but I was super frustrated with the second quarter, and it wasn't even that bad because we they only outscored us by three, but it felt like thirty by just the way that we played in stretches. The only thing that kept us yeah. in the game was our defense. Um, our defense was solid the second quarter, um, but so was theirs. But we really just turned the damn ball over. I think we had eight at halftime, and it felt like six of them happened in the second quarter. Um, it's just, I, I just, it, it was just so inconsistent. Like no one could score consistently that quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we we looked like two bad teams out there. Yeah, it was just it was just like. not a fun quarter to watch. Um, and the third quarter wasn't fun either until the end. Yeah, 
Yeah, and that is true because I thought there in that third quarter, I was like freaking out because I'm just like, what the heck? Are we not scoring at all? And then I'm looking at the scoreboard like, well, wait a second. They're not scoring either, so uh, it's just fine. Uh, I felt like tonight the uh, Shea made some better adjustments as far as scoring-wise. You know, he put up 17 tonight, and it he missed a lot of open threes. He needs to quit. Or he needs to quit. He needs to keep taking those things. Oh, okay, I about to say. Um, yeah, please keep shooting him. Yeah. Um, launch up ten his, and nine. His 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 shot is so slow though. Yeah, well, and, but they're giving it to him. They're giving it to him though. And that, at this point, you got to just take it because they're packing the paint on him, and he's got to soften him up. I think a couple weeks ago when I was on the pod, I said he started opening up his little mid range jumper. And he's still trying to get there on that um, little step back move that he has. Um, but I felt like tonight he was just a little bit more smooth. And I think a chunk of his scoring came in the third, if I'm remembering right. Um, and I was just like, huh, I'm pretty proud of that. Um, at half, I mean, I think. Oh, it was bad. It was bad at half. Hold on a second. Let me rewind a second. Chris Paul had seven points with no other statistics other than three turnovers. Um, Gallo had 11. Steve had 10, two assists, seven boards, a block, and a steal at half. Right? Those 10 points only come in the first, what, four minutes of the game? Five minutes? At, at, at par for the course. Yeah. Um, and Dennis had seven and Nerlens had seven. Um, Nerlens has been kicking ass and taking names lately. That's all he I got to say. Nerlens has been playing real good, and he's done a good job of getting involved in the office. I think I think last season he he sometimes got lost in the shuffle as far as not necessarily – Dive into the basket, not necessarily instead of diving to the basket, just doing that flare out where he catches it and just does that little that little shot put shot. Yeah, um, he's been doing that so much more this season. He's been making himself available, um, and and you know sometimes he gets he gets the ball at the end of the shot clock and he he's putting it up. I mean sometimes you know most of the time he doesn't make it, but sometimes he does. I mean it's just he's been a lot more offensively ag- aggressive, um, and defensively he's he's the same Nerlens so he always is blocking shots. Yeah. Um, getting ridiculous blocks. Um, yeah, he's been he's been great. He's been I great. I love him. I there, love him. You know, there, there there are games where I'm like, why the hell are we putting Steven back in? You know, yeah. it's, it, you know, it's it's just it's been like that sometimes. It's because they don't pass it to him. Um, <laughs> no, but SGA actually to open up the third. I knew I remembered that correctly. He actually had a quick five points, um, a three to open up the the third quarter. And then a very nice take to the basket um, where he went around like 15 people. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Lonzo freaking ball. When did this kid turn into a three-point extraordinaire? When did this happen? His shot's been real good this year. His like, shot's been... Yeah, well, what it, planet? You, you, get, you can kind of tell this, his, his shot has changed. It's not the same hitchy type shot that he used to have. No. He's been working on it, and you can tell that either lethal shooter or whoever he is or somebody's been helping him and he's taking the hitch off of the shot or a lot more of the hitch off of the shot it looks a lot smoother and it's going in now 
Yeah. Maybe he's watching video of his of his brother. <laughs> no, it's he was really ticking me off tonight because it seemed like anytime that we hit a three, yeah, he would hit a three. He would hit it, yeah, yeah. And I'm not even expecting that out of him. I'm thinking like JJ Redick. I'm thinking, you know, maybe Drew Holiday. Um, you know, that that's really it. Speaking not of no Lonzo Ball. Speaking of that, speaking of Drew Holiday, like I'm a little bit surprised that he hasn't. Like his numbers aren't a lot better. I figured on a team where Anthony Davis is no longer on there, Zion twenty six. I mean, but it just seems it just seems like his twenty his it just seems like his stats are not as impactful as they were maybe a year ago or two years ago. I don't know if that's something that's out there. I mean, as far as far as Pelicans games, the only ones that I've actually seen or actually cared about are the three that they played against the Thunder. Um, but it just doesn't seem like his stats are as impactful as they have been in the past. His defense is still good, don't get me wrong, uh, but his stats have not been as impactful. Well, I mean... Not I that I care either, but... Yeah, no, I could... I mean, I could see that, but I think that he just... I, I love Drew Holiday. Oh, my I, wife My wife is the one that made me start really caring about who he was, and uh, I just love the guy. I, I love his story, and I love the way that he bulldogs. And he bulldogged us. I mean, he stripped Steven Adams tonight mm-hmm. like 15 times. Um, I was, yeah, I was getting very irritated with him, too. He was very annoying also. Uh, but uh, this game just went back and forth the rest of the second half uh, because the Pelicans were down one at half. And this game literally would just switch leads every minute and a half tops. And it did that until, yeah. what, the last, what, two minutes? Two maybe? or three minutes, yeah. We, yeah. we went up finally by about four or five, and we kept it. We kept the lead. Um, it was about three minutes left. Um, and we kept it. Steven, he made four out of four free throws at the end there. Yeah. Like, how about that? Like, like let's talk about that. So, Stephen Adams, I, I, I'm not looking up any stats or anything, but just the eye test over the last week or so, or this past week, he's been shooting a lot more consistently from the free throw line than he has been even before that, even the years before that, whatever. He's been shooting a lot more consistently. Uh, I think I can agree to that, um, especially after tonight. It's going to help him out. Mm-hmm. Um. No, he's just been so freaking clutch. And that's one thing Yeah, he really has never been in the past. And that's why... So he's not one of the guys I think we're ever going to end up moving. That's just me. I think he's really? he's a permanent mainstay in Oklahoma City. Uh, he don't become part of the Beef Council and expect <laughs> to get true. moved anywhere okay go look at these yeah. other guys that that sign up for these other commercials are they part of the beef council i don't think so all not. right yeah beef market or the beef industry here in oklahoma is strong and uh i bet it's lobbying to keep him here but it, <laughs> <laughs> no uh i i just don't think he's getting moved so to see him come up like that sort of gives me hope for the future yeah. Uh, just because, like, I love what he does for our team, our culture, a whole slew of things. Uh, the other guy tonight, 
that really showed up in the fourth was Gallo. Like, mm-hmm. dude scored the rest of his points, it feels like, in the fourth quarter. And anytime we were down three, he made a three. It was yeah. like, it was just amazing. It was just over and over and over again. I said that he was just, you know, saving us. Uh, I mean, hey, any team out there that would like a scoring power forward that stretches the floor and it's clutch at the end of games, I mean, you got Sam's number. Give him a call. Don't wait till December 15th because everybody's (laughs) going to get involved in December 15th after December 15th. Yeah. Do it now, people. Four first round picks. That's I don't know what, about all that. Good luck with that. That's where we're starting at. All right. Well, no, little... we're, <laughs> if we're starting with that. We're keeping that man to the end of the season. That's the thing. We're give just me gonna... a young player and give me one future first rounder, and I'll be okay. No, I think that's what we're going to end up with with him. I mean, he's averaging like twenty the whole season, and he did it again tonight. Yeah. Uh, and just thanks, Gallo. Thanks. <laughs> I, Thank you. What's it, it sucks because I see a lot of love for him on the Twitter machine um, in Thunder Nation, and it, he's going to be gone. Like, yeah, we just, we have to. I'm sorry. We literally have to. We'd be stupid if we. It's, it's so funny because it's so funny because you can tell there's, there's kind of a, a following for him. Like, you know, you have, you have Madison doing the whole turtleneck gang thing. And he, you know, he's always suave and Italian chic, very debonair, you know, very out there with his glasses and his turtleneck. And you could tell, like, you could tell like fans love the three, you know, love, love when he shoots a three pointer and makes it, he's shooting like 42 or 44% from three. Well, you can't can't fall too much in love with this guy. He's the Ron Burgundy of the NBA. Okay, guys, he's the Ron Burgundy. And, He's got to go. No, he's he just just, just without just, the sexual harassment. Yes, <laughs> but he just has to go, y'all. Um, but he's gonna get us something cool in the future. So be happy about that. Um, so three out of four this week. This was a good week, man. This was a good week. I was happy with it. I wasn't mad. Uh, but, I wanted that one game. I really wanted that. Uh, what was it? The Portland game? Portland game. Yeah, I really wanted that one. I don't know about you, but that's that's I, about I, the I only think, one. I just think Portland. Like the thing is with Portland is there's only one player basically on this team that remembers Portland from last season. That's Stephen Adams. You know, we have a ton of other players, but as far as Chris Paul, SGA. Gallo, Baisley, they look at Portland. It's just Portland. It's just another team. They don't look at the history and the uh, the bye bye wave and the basically that shot broke up our team and blah blah blah. They don't see that, and I think Portland still sees that, and they want to keep proving that to us. Um, Why you got to remind me of that? Well, because it's it's there, man. It's there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, unfortunately, it happens. You know that sucks. But you know, three and four this week is not bad. But kind of moving on, the three out of four. So we, we won against the Warriors. Yep. And then we got these two victories against against New Orleans. And so we have eight wins. Six of those wins have come against either the Golden State Warriors or the New Orleans Pelicans. So what I kind of want to ask you is, what should we read into that? 
because so the other two victories were that crazy overtime win against Philly. Yep. And that demolishing of Orlando at home. Yep. You know, so unfortunately, we we don't play New Orleans again until February and we don't play Golden State again until March. So we're not going to keep playing these guys, you know, one out of every five games the rest of the season. Um, so is that good? You know, is, is, it, is it a good thing that we don't have to play them anymore and then maybe we can start maybe losing some games? Maybe. Well, no and yes. So it, think about this, right? So you said the, the Sixers game mm-hmm. went to overtime. How many games have we had that could have been in overtime? This year, I mean, we've lost by three or less. It feels like every single game, except for a handful. I, think know, I, I heard, heard the stat was we were two and eight in games decided by five points or less. Yeah, I mean that's that right there tells me that we're in games a lot anyway. So our competition level and what we're doing is where it's at. I expect us to beat teams like the Magic, like the Warriors right now, you know, with their current state, um, like the Pelicans. Um, I mean, did I think that we should beat some of these other teams that we've lost to, you know, maybe. Um, but I like where we're at. And again, in 15 days, 14 days, this team is going to look different. Um, I keep on saying that because I have to prepare myself for it also, guys. I'm right there with you, okay? See Lamont breathing? breathing. Yeah, we're getting through this together, just, yeah. Um, No, but I, I, like I said, I think our team is right where it needs to be, Uh, especially if you look at a lot of those third quarters. Guess who's getting a lot of run? Those young guys are. Uh, they're getting a lot of run during those third quarters. And some of those third quarters, it's a crap show. Other uh, parts of these third quarters, yeah, have been okay and great. Um, some of and the it, early fourth quarters have been great. Yeah. It sucks so, so bad that Diallo got hurt. Oh, man. But at the same time, I think it's a good opportunity to see what you got before you just flush a lot of these other pieces up out of here. <laughs> like you're, you're sort of getting ready for it. And I hope that Diallo's situation is nothing too crazy or too long, but um, I'm okay with it. Especially, I mean, you got Nader who's showing up. Heck, we might be able to package him up with somebody else. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, that's what I hope. You know, th- that's just, a little bit more value for us going on right now. So what I'm, what I'm hoping is that a team that we go up to a team and say, Hey, we'll give you this. And while we're taking back one of your, one of your young players here, have one of our young players and Nader who's offensively, you know, he can shoot, he can, you know, he can score points. And then maybe that sweetens the pot a little bit for them yeah. to, you know, to either give us that young player that we really want, or maybe throw in a second rounder. You know, we're, we're in the asset collection business right now. Yeah, well, and we're just going to hope that they only look at the two-game sample size Definitely. of the last two games. Like, oh, yeah. If, Sam is, yeah. if Sam's doing his job right, according to Twitter commenters, he better only show them those two. And don't focus um, on numbers. Those are overrated. Mm-hmm. You know, points, points put the butts in the seats. And so, <laughs> hey, Nader's your guy. 
<laughs> it's not going to be pretty, but he's going to do it. Um, so we actually, so we actually have a week coming up where we play Chicago, uh, we play Phoenix, and we play Memphis. So yeah. I think that'll be a good barometer. We play them all at home too. So www. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking two and one. I'm thinking we're going to slip up one game. I'm thinking a, a team's going to come in. Actually, it's going to be the Grizzlies. It'll be the Grizzlies. Oh, it'll definitely be the Grizzlies. You know, They're they so hate deep. for some reason. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. Guess how many games out of the A spot we are? It's not many. We're a half game out of the A spot in the West. Watch out now. We're literally a half game out of the A spot. Now, the next four games are going to be tough. You know, we got Indiana, we got Minnesota, and then we do a road back-to-back with uh, Portland and Utah, I think. Yeah. Uh, but... We're a half game out. So, I mean, <laughs> this season of craziness could just get crazier for us. Well, so let's just enjoy the 10 seed right now for as long as we have it. Because after we get done playing the Bulls that week, that's when we're going to have our real team. And you know I what, still think... it's going to happen that quickly? Because, I mean, oh, we, yeah. we got... We, I, think Gallo's, I think Gallo's gone, like, bye. Like immediately. So you, don't think, you don't think he's here January first? No. Really? No. no. That's if I'm any GM in this league right now and I watch any type of basketball, I am grabbing homeboy. Like you know who needs him so bad? The Wolves. If the Wolves had Gallo, that would push them a little bit more over the edge. He can play with another big. Jared Colfer. Let's get him. My gosh, that would be so great. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that if a lot it of these teams that are going to be. Donator. Uh, look at that. Look at the value there. No, but in, in, in like, to not be funny about anything, I think that any smart GM is going to do that and snatch that dude up as quick as possible. And there's going to be like, I know everyone's already on the phone with Sam right now. Wow. Like I, I mean, know what's already been happening because so there's a, there's a, so if you're talking about Minnesota, there's a deal in place now without having to wait for the, I don't know, Jake layman's of the world to, to become available or the, there's a deal to be made now. You know, the only the, the team that the team that I think would would be great for Gallo is Boston. Ooh, okay. I like that. I I would like that move too, but I think that you're dealing with a lot less assets and I don't think they're willing to come up off of too many other players that they have that I'd be interested in, to be I honest. Agree. I agree. But I mean uh, it's a deal to be made out there, but like you said, I don't know why it hasn't been made yet. Yeah, it's it's it, no, it's out there. I I can almost guarantee it. Unless Sam's just literally telling everybody something different and just waiting to get the best offer, because mm-hmm. um, Gallo's going to be gone. Yeah, by that sixteenth. Really, you think yeah, it's going to happen the day yeah. of? Yeah, yeah, he won't be there. I just don't. Wow. Top, he won't make it past the twentieth. That's crazy. That's crazy. I, I, I'd like to see when that happens. Yeah. I, I, I actually think he's still here come New Year's. Huh. Yeah, I just – I don't. I just don't see it. I think you got, Dennis you – got, You got teams – so I think I saw a rumor out there that 
there's a couple teams that are interested in Jamal Crawford. I think these teams are going to go through the bargain bin before they actually say, "Damn it, we gotta we gotta make a trade." Well, sure, but if you if we're in the bargain bin and we're talking Jamal Crawford that hasn't been signed yet, yeah, I mean that's a dusty ass bargain bin. All right, let's let's be real. If I'm going to grab somebody, it's a cheap bargain bin, and you don't have to give up an asset. Well, no, sure, sure, we'll. We'll see what it gets you. You get what you pay for, right? You definitely get what you pay for. That's what Portland did. Yeah. So, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Moving on, though. SGA, dude. Like, yes, he had a better game tonight. Um, But he has been struggling offensively, it feels like. Lots of turnovers, getting caught in the air, getting caught in the paint. You mentioned the pump faking threes, and I see exactly what you're talking about now. Um, I think teams are just, you got over 10 games worth of tape. They're adjusting to him. Now he needs to adjust back and, you know, counter move their moves. Yeah, I agree. So first 12, first 12 games of the season, he averaged 20.4 points on 4.2 three-point attempts and was shooting 40% from three. Uh, last seven games, he's averaging 14.4 points. Uh, he's shooting. He's still shooting four three-point attempts per game, but he's only making 28.6% of them. And so that hesitation to shoot threes, I don't know. Maybe, his, maybe he's slumping a little bit on the three-point shot after starting off so red hot. Um, or whether, like you said, you know, he like I like I said before, he has a slower release. So with that game tape and with that scouting, teams are probably like, look, if you run out on him quickly, he has to dribble in because that shot will get blocked. Yeah. But also, I think I think here's the thing. Here's the thing with having a team with good to great veterans on it, and that's what I call Chris Paul, Gallinari. And Schroeder, those guys are going to are good to great veterans, and they don't want to lose games. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody in the league wants to lose games. But young players will lose Unless games. Well, no, no, <laughs> young players <laughs> will lose games in order to, to develop. So they know that they're given the green light to go ahead and shoot, go ahead and do what they have to do to develop, and in that process, they're probably going to lose. When you have CP3 out there, when you have Dennis Schroeder, when you have, you know, Gallinari, even when you have uh, Steven Adams out there, those guys are going to take every possession seriously. Those guys want to win. And so I think when the season started, a lot of the offensive responsibility was on SGA. And he was able to kind of, you know, work his way into the paint, do what he had to do. But I think over the last two and a half weeks or whatever, I think Chris Paul has taken a lot more of a uh, offensive lead um, on this team. I think Gallo has taken a lot more of an offensive lead. And so I think that has kind of pushed SGA into the background a little bit. Um, and this is what we're seeing. Whenever those guys get traded, I think we're going to go back to SGA scoring over 20 points a game because he's going to have to. If the yeah. team is going to score anything, it's going to be through him. And so we're going to see monster games from him later in the season. But I think until, you know, as long as we have the Chris Pauls, the Dennis Schroeders, 
and uh, the Gallinari's, I think his offensive output is going to stay where it's at now um, as opposed to where it was at at the beginning of the season. Okay. No, I think that's I think that's fair. And just like you said, I think he's going to have to get in where he fits in here yeah. very soon. And it's going to end up happening regardless. And we're going to find out if it was just a bunch of hype or if it's something we can believe in. Um, I believe it's something we can believe in still. So, uh, next thing, let me, let me ask you something real quick. Yeah. So we all love, we all love SGA. Is SGA, do you see like super duper star potential on, on him? Or do you see more of a great player? But if, Let's say this. So, if if SGA is your best player on your team, are you are you gonna be great a great team? Do I have two other SGAs and two other? So, so let's say so 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 okay so so here's another question. Are we looking for a player better than SGA in the draft, or over the next couple seasons? Yes. So, so yeah, so that like I. I know there's a huge love for SGA right now. I don't think he's a. I don't, I don't think he has like super duper star potential. I think he has star potential, couple All Star games maybe, um, but I do think there's a ceiling for him that's not All NBA type ceiling. <laughs> Speaking of balls. Speaking of balls. <laughs> today's podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Support for Topic Thunder comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Now, Alex, before we get into all the great things that Manscaped has to offer, I must say I was originally a client of uh, Manscaped before we even got the sponsorship. I ordered the, um, what, what do they call it, the Lawn Moro 2.0 for that nice, clean cut of the mm-hmm. area with which you need trimming. And I also uh, purchased the package where you get uh, the crop the preserver. Yes, the, the package. package. See what I did there? I <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah, the package. The perfect package 2.0, by the way, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to get trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. It comes with the lawnmower 2.0, as I already mentioned, the crop preserver, as I already mentioned, plus... Something that you may not realize is important but is insanely important that comes with this package is a a nice uh, paper uh, matting for you so you don't get stuff flying everywhere in your bathroom or wherever you do your your duty. I I honestly did not even think about that until Mm -hmm. I got the package. I was like, that is a smart idea because then you can just clean it up. It's perfect. Unless you, you know, some people like to do it in the shower, some people do it elsewhere. And by the way, the lawnmower 2.0 can be used in the shower. It is waterproof, so that is also a big plus. So a lot of great things uh, coming from Manscaped that I already know about. And boy, oh boy, let me tell you, it it works. It works quite well. Alex, listen, untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. No more. They're going to be nice and trimmed. And it's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. 
And like we've already talked about, that is the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this comparison just came across my brain. I'm going to say it. Don't hate me, Thunder Nation. A better Andrew Wiggins. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Andrew Wiggins from this season, though, right? Because he's doing pretty good. Well, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> old Andrew Wiggins. But, um, no, I... All these Canadians, they're all Canadians, man. Gosh, they're so <laughs> tough to grade. We got we to gotta quit bringing them over here. Um, no, it's... I just think that's a tough one. I, I want him to be a super duper star mm-hmm. i just don't think that his game at this point in time unless that shot changes enough will get him there on the offensive end do i think he's going to be super duper star in terms of being able to play very good one-on-one help and you know one-on-one defense um yes yeah. uh if he's do i think he's gonna put up 30 a night no okay. does that make sense like it does, no, it, it does. Uh, believe me I, I hope the best for him but as a pseudo basketball analyst you know i don't <laughs> i don't think this is i don't think sga is going to be the best player on this team come three to five years from now agree okay agree um all right so next topic though is it time to start hyping up the shredder for six man of the year? Of course. Hell yeah. Man. He's averaging 15 points a game. He's coming off the bench. Listen, we so out of the eight listen, victories Linda. we had. Yeah, listen, Linda. Out of the eight <laughs> victories we have, I, I think two of those victories we don't win them if, if Schroeder doesn't play the way he does. I know, but it's hard for me to say that whenever I know Montrezl Harrell's out there. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, anytime, anytime you have Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams doing what they do over there in L.A., I mean, it is what it is. But hell, why not? Uh, I, and I, I, I can agree with you. Also, is T.J. Warren also coming off the bench too? Uh, I don't know who's coming off their bench. That's the only one that I know. That's the Pacers. That's who yeah. he's coming off their bench. Um, but Sabonis, you know, is he still coming off the bench or is he starting. starting now? He's starting now. I think him and Miles Turner are like they're starting front court. Huh? Oh, look at you now, Sabonis, growing up, little fella. I'll talk um, about him, but yeah. No, but it's. Ugh, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I just can't do it yet. Maybe give me the All Star break. And I might be able to talk about it with more confidence. I think he's a lot more consistent this year than he was last year. Uh, uh, he last year, he has. What are you doing, man? I know, but he still has games and some stretches during games where you're saying the same thing. It just seems that he's taken less shots after some of those really, really bad games. And then he doesn't seem as bad. Mm-hmm. Whenever he still is bad, and then he has a good game every so often. Like I love Dennis, but man, if I if I can get like a second for you, and or like maybe a first, I'd be really happy. Yeah, I, I, I would too. Couple like, seconds, 
I just don't want him on the team anymore. I want to see Devin Hall or I want to get Dort moved up. Like I have so many other aspirations. Yeah. Um, Give me Dort. Yeah, there's so many people in my way. Basley. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Baisley, Baisley, Baisley. We're like almost a quarter of the way through the season. What do you think, man? I mean, I, I think I think he has potential. I, I've always, you know, I've always said that he he reminds me of Lamar Odom um, out there. I just I hope he's not pigeonholing himself into just being a spot of three point shooter. Like I haven't seen some of the playmaking you know, slashing, distributing that I saw maybe in preseason. And yeah. I don't know if that I don't know if that's a uh, a comfort level thing where it's the regular season and he doesn't want to be taken out of the rotation. He, you know, I just, I see flashes and I see, and you know, and hey, this is a three-point shooting league. And if you can get your four to shoot threes at a high level, then that opens up so much more around him and he can, maybe showcase those other skills that he has um, to a much higher degree. But, you know, I just worry that he's falling into that, into that box where people just say, Hey, just shoot threes, just stay on stay outside and let your point guard, you know, get into the paint and get it to you. Like, I, I just worry he's falling into that. Yeah, no, I could see that. I could see that. And I think that he's just not trying to do too much. Yeah. Um, just like you said, he's just trying to stay on the court. Uh, you know, he's the one thing that I'm loving about him is yes, he does turn the ball over, um, but usually he ends up throwing someone's stuff on the other end of the court uh, on the fast break immediately. Uh, like he has so much hustle, so much effort. Mm. Um, I love his three point shot, I love that he's a lefty. Um, even though they're so weird looking. Um, I love down there. Yeah. You guys are all weird. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, no, I, he has had a few of those plays that you're talking about. I think he had one against, was it the Lakers where he pretty much split two defenders and ended up dunking on somebody? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, two kind of dunking on somebody. He had a couple dunks, you know, over over a couple games that were just great. You know, he had that dunk on Joel Embiid. <clears throat> he had, you know, he's so you, you see flashes of a uh, aggress- aggressivity. Uh, you see flashes of, you know, you see flashes of goodness of greatness. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I just, just and he's nineteen. I mean, he's nineteen years old. Let us not forget yeah. that he's nineteen. Number one, he took an entire year off off of competitive basketball. Number two. Um, and he has the body of a 19-year-old, number three. So I think, you know, looking at his body type, he has the ability to go ahead and put on muscle. You know, I think muscle watch 2020 in the offseason is going to be great for him. So I think he's going to put on a lot of weight um, in that way. Uh, But, yeah, the future is bright for him. Don't get me wrong. The future is completely bright, um, and you have to find your way in the NBA. And so sometimes – you know, shooting threes and just, you know, kind of not getting too much into the mix um, helps somebody find their footing in the NBA and then they they grow from there. Um, but, but yeah, I, the future's bright for him. I'm excited for that. I love you, DB. 
<laughs> I love you. Um, so moving out of Thunder World and just talking some quick hits um, on the NBA, just in general, because there's been a lot of pretty cool things happening um, and some other weird stuff and some other stuff that I just don't like. Um, so I'm going to start off with the stuff I don't like. The Lakers, before tonight, had won 10 in a row. Um, they lost to the Spurs. Is that who it was tonight? Tonight they lost to Dallas. To Dallas to, to the Luka. Um, so the Lakers in Milwaukee, they're just looking great. Um, yeah, they are. They both look like machines now. I think it's easy to get stuck in the trap in the beginning of this season um, for a lot of fans to say, oh, my God, they're 17-2. and two. They're so freaking good. They're going to be in the finals. No. Like, there's still 62 more games to go yeah, oh yeah. to where injuries can happen. There's so much that can happen. And that's um, across the league. That's, I mean, that's yeah. not just them. But, yeah, definitely. Like, you look at L.A. and you know – Anthony Davis has an injury history. Yep. You know LeBron is 35 years old, and he's got you know, 18, 19, 20 years worth of gameplay on his knees and on his back and on, on his shoulders. Um, yep. So, and, and I don't see them kind of slowing down. Like, Anthony Davis played almost 40 minutes when they played New Orleans a couple of days ago. LeBron seems like he's, paying, he's playing like 32, 33 minutes a night. Like you can't continue that throughout the whole season. Expect them to be fresh in the playoffs because yeah, they're going to well, be there's going to be some battles in the playoffs. It, well, and the other thing that I'm looking at here is the Lakers' schedule to begin the season is literally a big fat stuff. It's it's a turd. It's a big old turd. Uh, in terms of easy or hard? Just easy. Like they yeah. anybody yeah. that's worth. Hard. Yeah, anyone that's worth anything is okay. So they beat the Mavericks. Yeah, I mean, played played the Clippers a couple times, I think. Yeah, and they split the series with them. Like, it's nothing too too crazy. Whatever. Um, (laughs) Screw the screw the Lakers. Uh, Milwaukee, on the other hand, I haven't even watched them play this year. I'll be honest with you. Um, I just haven't ran into a game, and Giannis's game sort of just annoys me too. So really, uh, I I I rooted for the kid for a long time, and then he grew like another six inches and got more athletic somehow. And I love watching that kid play, man. That that guy is just—he's so smooth. He's, he's, he is—he's a basketball experiment that worked out right. Yeah, he, no, he really is. He really is. And then the fact that his body just continued. Um, yeah, it's true. Ridiculous. Like that, that, that guy, he's ridiculous, man. Some of the stuff that he does out there on the court is just like, it's no fair having a guy that six foot eleven can, you know, he he, he reminds so so the the way that Giannis plays without the jump shot is. You know, basically, I look at him and Durant, and they have the same body type, but Giannis was able to put on weight, whereas Durant wasn't able to put too much weight on. Um, and has but, better hair. And he has way better hair. <laughs> and he has, but Durant has the and jump skin. shot. <laughs> Durant has the jump shot, 
where Giannis doesn't have that level of a jump shot yet. So, yeah. but yeah, he's, he, I, I love watching him play. And in the East, that team's going to rack up wins like it's nobody's business. Oh, yeah, the East is doo-doo. Uh, I made a post about it the other day. It's terrible. Um, speaking of the East, <laughs> hot Lana. True, hot, hot, hot doo-doo. Is what, yeah, is hot what that mess, is. Lanta. Man, I tell is... you, ten, 10 losses in a row. That's it's not a good look, man. Oh, well, I look at Trey Young's stat line, and everyone's like, oh, my God, he has 30. And it's just like, yeah, he's on the Hawks. They got He's beat putting... by 50. I mean, they were they were losing by 54 to Houston a couple of days ago. Yeah, like what? No, no. Um, and no, I'm not going to give up anything for him. He can keep his little small self in some other town. Um, Who, Trey Young? Yes. Oh, no, nah, dude. Keep I would, him out I of my city. No, nah, I would give up a couple first rounders for him. He compliments SGA what? so well. Oh my goodness, man! Oh lord! Like, oh my god! He's so easy to defend. If you you literally have to have one weak spot on the floor at one time, and you can defend him oh, so easy. Oh, oh my would, gosh! Him and SGA would cook defenses. Oh, man. All right, so I just need to see a summer league run with those two in a game this summer. Ain't okay, happen, convince me. But... Oh, Melo, make it happen. Somewhere in New York, whatever yeah, no, gym you're with yeah. that. Uh, make it happen. I would love that. I would love but Yeah, man, it's, you, you look at Trey Young putting up, was it 49 points a couple nights ago? And sure. it's just like, dang. Like, like he has the, the green but he's on the Hawks. Exactly. And the Hawks, here's, here's the difference. Between, here's the thing. Here's the difference between the Hawks and the Thunder. The Hawks don't have any veterans worth worth, worth their ilk. He, they have veterans. You know, they have Vince, Vince Carter. Carter. Yeah, I'll say, don't don't you? Don't don't you I will I will come through this camera right now, Alex G. If you disrespect my man VC, VC. Okay, so VC is is good. That's really it. He's yeah. not. <laughs> VC's not great anymore. You know, no, VC know. can't play probably more than 15 minutes a night. Now he's 42, 43, and I, he looks great out there. And I'm, you know, I can only hope to be in that kind of shape at 42, 43. But like our veterans versus their veterans is what's keeping us from losing games like that and losing games, you know, 10 games in a row. Whenever we lose those guys, uh, we're going to start looking like that. No, I don't think we're going to lose 10 in a row, though. We actually have. Yeah. Sorry. My team. Play. Yeah, my team actually has pride. All right, we'll actually play for it. We don't have barbershops and all this other gimmick crap inside of our arenas to try to get fans there. But uh, hey. whatever. Speaking of gimmicks, how about Playoff P showing up for showing the Clippers up. loss? <laughs> yeah. Five points in 32 minutes. That's, that's uh, very me. Oh, man, what a bum. Um. And what I loved about it is what, like his first two games back, he played really, really good, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, he's he's an MVP form," and it was like, "Yeah, just wait." Um, and the demise didn't take as long as I thought. Um, Shot two for eleven. Like, are you ju- are you really just shooting eleven shots in a game where you're losing by ten points pretty consistently throughout the game? Like, what what are you doing? It, he just. You know he's going to clam up. He always does every single time. Every freaking time. 
Every time. And the only reason why they're winning a lot of games, and I'm just going to say it, Kawhi freaking Leonard, Montrez Harrell, and Lou Williams are the three biggest reasons why they're winning games right now. Yeah. Uh, there's no nothing to there's do no with breather. PG. There's no breather against that team. Like, literally, no. once once those guys, you know, once once Paul George and Kawhi Leonard go to the bench, now you have to deal with Montrez and with uh, Lou Williams. And that's just, you know, to a team that's not great, that wears on you, and eventually they, they, they end up winning the battle of attrition. Yeah, yeah, no, but it is always great, speaking of attrition, to see Playoff P be back in his form. Uh, he is... It just it felt so reminiscent and nostalgic because um, I honestly watched that game just to see the Kawhi dynamic in San Antonio um, as a Clipper. They and got beat, man. gosh, I know they played him good though. That was not a good showing. Like I know, but you look at the Spurs and the Spurs have not been good this year at all. You no, know, this is the game where they came out and they actually played and they made the Clippers look extremely vulnerable. Yeah, well, I think everybody is any given night in the NBA. Um, so we were just talking about the Lakers, who lost to the Mavs tonight. Luka freaking Doncic. I, Donkic, I don't know how Steve... Steve's the one that gives me my uh, Serbian or With East... Cyrillic alphabet. Yeah, those <laughs> Eastern European language lessons. Um but Luca is averaging a triple double for the, or averaged rather a triple double for the month of November, correct? Uh, average a triple double for an entire month. Oh man, I wonder who the other two were. Hmm, gee golly, Willikers, I wonder who they were. Yeah. Um, Some guy named Russell Westbrook, and then another guy named who's that, who's that other guy? Who's that old timer that? Uh, forgot his name yeah he was really he was just okay though he wasn't that great um (laughs) no luca's not gonna average a triple double no you don't think so no teams will go ahead and adjust to him on the rebounding side and you actually can with him because he's not that athletic um to where say that and and I know yeah. he's. I know he's it's not a different he's, kind of athletic. Let exactly. me rephrase I know, that. It's I know not a vertical not, athletic. Exactly. I know it's not playground athleticism. Yeah. But he has NBA athleticism. Yeah. Well, he's not going to jump out the gym, but he's he's going to bust your ass with step backs and nice other moves with different kinds of footwork. Yeah. But you can put a button to him and you know keep him up out of the out of the paint on those rebounds. Um. And he also just has a good knack of just putting himself in the right spot. But I did just, you did you really not know who the other guy was? No, Russell Westbrook, so, Oscar Robertson. No, I know. I was totally oh, okay. messing around. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say like the guy that came to our city, you know, and honored Russell just to you know keep on going with it. Yeah, but that guy. yeah, no. I think, I think he. I think Luca has a chance because he's playing the point guard position for the Mavs. Uh, and he's eight, six, nine. I mean, like as far as rebounds, that shouldn't be that big of an issue. You know, like when you look at it, the more surprising thing is Russell freaking Westbrook 
averaging 10, 11 rebounds for three straight seasons. Like, I'm, I'm surprised, like, like I'm surprised people don't talk about that more. Guards, six foot three guards do not average double figure rebounds ever, ever. Ooh. Ooh, and and that's... This, guy, this guy, you know, when you looked at his stats, 10.5, 11.1, 10.8, like it wasn't like he was just skirting, 10, you know, up to 10. Uh, he had a pretty sensible amount. Yeah, no, I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. If he does, more power to him. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's cool that the league's, you know, evolving the way that it is and guys can affect games in multiple different ways. But I just I just don't see it. I don't think his motor can handle it. I don't think um, like if he averages one, he's not playing a full season. Pretty much Um, it's going to be something like 60 games or less if he does end up averaging one. I don't think he does, but I think if there's anybody in the league that could, that's other than Westbrook, I think it might be him. Agreed. I, I I'll I'll agree to that all the way, all the way. He's the only next guy up there. Um, dude. So I have a pretty like crappy opinion on this whole thing that they came out with. You know uh-huh. the new um, suggestions for next season and what they want to do with I think it's uh, after 2022 20 whenever it is it's yeah. stupid um so 78 games I don't understand what four games really does um, unless you're just accommodating the other things that you plan on doing um what an in-season tournament that sounds so stupid I'm sorry I am not for that at all yeah, let's go to the stupid. Yeah, let's just go to the the Great Plains Coliseum in Lawton, Oklahoma and go to the Comanche County that's tournament true. because that's exactly what that sounds like putting that inside of a um NBA season. Like, like that if, is So if I'm a if I'm a title contender, if I'm, you know, if I'm the Lakers, if I'm, you know, the Clippers, if I'm Milwaukee, and there's this in-season tournament to win, I don't know, I don't know what, probably not a championship, just an in-season woohoo. Why am I going to subject my best players to play in this stupid little in-season tournament when my ultimate goal is that postseason prize at the end with the Larry O'Brien trophy? Yeah. Now, that makes no sense at all. You know, I, from what I hear, there'll, there'll, there'll be incentives, financial incentives, and possibility of better draft picks. Listen, if I'm Kawhi Leonard, if I'm LeBron James, I'm Anthony Davis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I ain't worried about no extra incentive. I got my incentive. Yeah. I'm worried about my legacy. And my legacy doesn't involve those in-season tournaments. They involve that Larry O'Brien trophy. Yeah. It makes no. no sense. None at all. None at all. I think that was probably the stupidest. That and the reducing the games down to 78 i thought that that was the other stupid like what is four games really doing for you like you really really think Kawhi Leonard's gonna be like oh 78 my goal is to play in all 78 now yeah well how about you just make every playoff game let's just do this play around robin (laughs) you know in the playoffs instead because most these guys are literally only playing what a regular season would be by the time you add up all the 
you know, load management and, you know, other made up freaking injuries that are, that are happening right now. Um, yeah, just stupid. The other one. Yeah. Here's what I do like. What's that? No, the the next ones are the ones that I do like. So yeah, me uh, too. Reseeding in the conference finals. Yes. So when you have the final four teams, reseed them regardless of conference. And so, you know, last couple years, especially when it was, you know, especially when it was Cavaliers versus Warriors, you always had that Western Conference playoff team, whether it be the Thunder, whether it be the Rockets, who were much better than probably the Eastern Conference finalists, which was the Cleveland Cavaliers every year for four years there. <laughs> uh, and so I think it would have been much better if at the end of the season you would have had Warriors versus Thunder in 2016, Warriors versus Houston in 2017, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Um, so, yeah, I love that idea. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not for reseeding at the beginning of the playoffs, but I am for reseeding at the conference finals. See, I'm okay with reseeding anywhere. Um, just because I think that, one, it would start making some of these Eastern Conference owners maybe pay a little bit more money for their teams to make them a little bit more competitive instead of finishing below 500 um, and still making the playoffs, right? So I think that it would probably incentivize a little bit more. Um, I think that they just need to get rid of conferences. I mean, I'm willing to go that far. Um, Yeah, that one's cool. The other thing that I like is playing in for the final two playoff spots. I think that would be, yeah, give me some wild card baseball. Yeah, Give that to me. Give me some wild card football. That would be, yeah, wild card NBA. Let's freaking go. Sign me up. Can you imagine imagine that that one year where um, the Thunder and New Orleans finished with the same record? But because New Orleans had the tiebreaker, they ended up going to the playoffs. Yep. Can you imagine if the NBA would have just added one more game and been Thunder versus New Orleans? And fine, you got the tiebreaker. We'll play it in New Orleans. Go right ahead. Yep. But just one extra game, and the yep. winner goes to the playoffs. Like That would have been awesome. Well, I just think there's so much that you get out of that at the end of the day. Um, you might get a team that – is very very young and not making the playoffs yet but get to that wild card game and they get that taste mm-hmm. as i like to say you know they get the the taste of blood and they really really want to um get back and and fight a little bit harder and that'd be a good way to start that uh maybe a city that hasn't had the playoffs in a little bit maybe they get to experience something you know as long as it is just one game they get to taste it just a little bit also um it would just be freaking cool wild card scenarios are just awesome yeah they are i love them i love that idea that's an awesome idea and then reseeding at the conference finals that's an awesome idea the other two ideas stupid stupid (laughs) stupid stupid uh no alex uh next week we got some games to play right we do uh first off we have indiana on wednesday it feels like we're getting like really long breaks in between games is it just me or no yeah i mean we we 
we got three days here, you know, three or and it's all home. So we got two home games coming up. So, you know, they're basically flying back from New Orleans, which is about a two hour flight, yep. you know, two, three hour flight to Oklahoma City. And they have the next couple of days to kind of, you know, get healthy if they got to get healthy. You probably won't practice tomorrow. You'll probably practice, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's Indiana. So we play Indiana. Last time we played Indiana, we played them in Indianapolis. And yeah. we got smoked. We got beat like 111 to 85, I think. Um, yeah. Indy, so far up to this point, they're 12 and 7, uh, 6 in the East. And they've won 7 out of their last 10 games. And they, they, they just have a group of guys that's good. You know, I, as far as, you know, they have a group of guys that's good. And then on their bench, they have Victor Oladipo, who's just itching to get back from his injury uh, from last year. But they got Malcolm Brogdon. I didn't know this kid was this good Yeah, when, was, when he was playing in. I know he won the rookie of the year, but I didn't know he was 19, 5, and 8 good. He um, had a one-off year, and Milwaukee treated him like a stepchild, and that's what they get. Man. But he's doing great. TJ Warren's averaging eight, 18 points. Domas is a double-double machine, 18.5 and 13. And then uh, Jeremy Land is putting up 17 points. So right there you get the crux of it, – it, it, it's just – it's a very good team um, that's a complete team. Um, and yep. then, you know, at the, set, at the same time, they got a pretty good bench. TJ McConnell. They got all the TJs in the league. <laughs> they got TJ McConnell. Um and it's just it's a good team and and it's one of those teams that if you don't bring your a game um they will spank you often and early and that's kind of what happened to us in indy um and so i think but i do think the thunder come out knowing what happened in indianapolis and they come out uh with a little bit of fire and a little bit of uh consistency and they i think they end up winning this game yeah no i hope i honestly hope we really really do i just hate losing the team twice it just yeah, sucks exactly. for me so it does. All right, then, who's next? So the next game is going to be on Friday. We play Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's 10-9. and nine. Uh, They're seventh in the West right now. They're 5-5 five and five over the last 10. And, again, it's, it's, it's a top-heavy team. You got Carl Anthony Towns that's just doing great. He's averaging 26 and 12.5, and he's shooting 42% on threes, which is God. crazy for a center. Um, and then you have Wiggins. Wiggins actually is quietly having a great year. Uh, he's putting up 25, 5.5 rebounds and 3.5 assists. Um, he's still, you know, he's still not a consistent three point shooter. Um, but you know, he's, he's, he has counter moves now. He's doing a lot better with that. He's, you know, he's, he has the ability to, to score. He has an ability to, he's clutch. He's been clutch this season and, and he's always clutch when he goes to Oklahoma city. Um, and so, <laughs> so we're getting, if, if we're going to lose one of these home games, one of these two home games here, I think we're going to lose this one just because Wiggins becomes Air Jordan and LeBron James combined into one whenever he plays in Oklahoma City. He'll make every three he takes. He'll make half-court shots. And, you know, that's it sucks when he's here. Yeah, I hate you, Andrew. Um, no, and then we play Portland on Sunday. Yeah. And... I don't know if you guys know because I tried to have amnesia about this game, but we lost one thirty-six to one nineteen last time, and yep. uh, we we're still don't, this year. I still don't understand how we put up one hundred and nineteen, but we did, and most of those points came from Nader, so that should tell you something. 
um, the last time we went out. Uh, Melo cooked us. Pretty much everybody cooked us on their starting lineup. Oh, yeah. Like we just got killed um, from their starting lineup because their bench didn't do too much. Uh, the Trailblazers, since the last time we saw them, have went on a little bit of a winning streak. Uh, they beat us and the Bulls. Well, they beat the Bulls twice and then us. Um, in the midst of all that, and other than that, Damian Lillard show still. CJ McCollum still doing his thing. Um, Whiteside is surprisingly fitting in, and I didn't think that I was going to say that. And last game showed me that. Same thing with mm-hmm. Melo. Like, if they let this old dude cook them again, I'm going to freak out because he literally gave Baisley the business. Uh yeah, who else did he give the business to? He gave the Gallinari? business to Ferguson, Gallo. He gave the business to everybody. Yeah. Everybody caught the wrath of the jab step jumper or jab step pull up or hezzy go around you, shoot the jumper. Like that's that's all he's got, guys. You can't fall for it. Stay down. Yeah. Okay. Let him take the shot. I mean, Look, if, if if you're gonna if you're gonna play to your strengths, make sure your strengths are one of the best, and he's one of the best at what he does. Jeez. That can't that can't be taken away from him. No, it can't be. But just don't let it happen to us. That's all I want. Like, go I mean, save that for somebody else. I mean, that's he's played Chicago twice. Chicago's another. Chicago's the Atlanta of the North. Um, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> you know he's done that. He played against us, and I don't think we necessarily have anybody that can guard him. You know, we don't have a we don't have a three four that's that's NBA ready. So we have three four in Baisley, but you know, Carmelo can just muscle him, and then whenever what's his name's on him, Gallo, he can just drive around him. You know, yeah. so we don't have anybody that can guard him. So he's probably going to do good against us. I'm curious to see how how Melo does as they start to play the Clippers, the Lakers, because that's what I'm telling people on, on, on Twitter is that he's doing great now, but you got to remember, number one, he's had his legs for an entire year. He hasn't yeah. had to play. And number two, let's give it 10, 10, 15 games of an NBA season. Let's see where he's at. Let's see where his conditioning's at. Yeah. Then you come back to me and you tell me that OKC failed with him or Houston failed with him because it's going to come a point where he's going to have to, you know, he's, the NBA legs are going to catch up with him, and I think we're going to see that mellow. No, and what's bad is I want nothing but the best for him, except for when it's against us. True. And yes, I, I think that once he starts facing those more quality teams and more quality defenses, um, and more quality offenses that he has to defend. Yeah, well, that won't change regardless. Um, and somehow it's working for him, but um, he's just playing so efficiently on the offensive offensive end right now. It doesn't even matter like what what ends up happening because he's still dropping almost twenty a night since he's been back. I mean, since he's been in that start lineup, I'm pretty sure it's dang near twenty points 
a game right now. Yeah. No, he's, so, he's averaging 17.7, I think. Ugh, that's sickening. That's sickening. Um, now, what do you think we're going to end up being this week? Uh, so, three games, I think... I think we're going to be one and two. All right. You negative Nancy. I am coming in with the positivity porcupine, and we are both going to say two and one. Um, I feel like we're just going to be tired one of these games. I don't know which one, but we're going to be tired one of them. I agree. Hey, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for two and one, three and oh. Give me that. Put that in my veins. Put that in my veins. Let us win until December 15th and just let me be happy, okay? It'll, <laughs> we're going to start crapping the bed here soon. And the Pelican showed us last year. You're going to get too used be. to it, man. You're going to get too used to it. It's fine. It's fine. I'll just tap my tap my arm a bunch of times and act like I'm doing it. And it'll, y'all got any of those W's? Y'all got yeah. Any of those <laughs> no, but we're going to be fine. And yeah, I'm, just let me enjoy it while I got it, okay? The, we don't have to have the worst stinking record to get that first pick. We don't. We don't need it. So hey, you know, it's going to be New York that has, and they're not going to get the first pick either. So they never well, do. Or they'll trade it off for like a bag of peanuts and something else anyway. So it doesn't maybe matter. Maybe they'll trade it off for Chris Paul. Probably so. We need to get on the phone with Dolan right now. Um. That's definitely a team you got to wait till December fifteenth to make a trade because all their guys were just signed this off season, basically. Jeez. Yeah, they got a horde of assets, and good for them though. Good for them. They they deserve to have a horde of assets for a little bit. Taj Gibson, there's a few of them. Um, no man, anything else on your mind this week? Nah, man, just uh, that's it. All right, well, y'all. Thank you again for hanging out with us for another weekly episode. We covered a slew of different topics today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, You can still find us uh, at Big Heads Media. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Anchor. Leave us voicemails. Leave us reviews. We appreciate the love from the troll that tried to come at me the other day for making a joke. Um, I appreciate you guys. That was that was very sweet. Um, Find us on uh, Dash Radio on Mondays at four Central. Oh, yep, at four Central, five Eastern. Uh, and I think th- we've hit all the bases there. So, so. Hey, hit us up on Twitter at uh, at OKC Topic Thunder. Um, there you go. Totally forgot about that one. Um, I'm Jerry. At Gerald Amir. That's Alex at, I got this, Alex Ruig underscore NTTB. Yes. Got it. Okay. He's got like the longest username ever, if you guys <laughs> haven't realized. Um, no, but thank you guys for joining us for another week. We appreciate y'all. Uh, we're going to enjoy whether we go two and one or one and two this week. Or 0 and 3 or 3 and 0 until December 15th. Uh, and until next week, Thunder Up. Thunder Up.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.